Hi, welcome to Bible Talk with Jane and Shannon. I'm Jane. And I'm Shannon. Tonight we're talking about peace. peace. And I'm going to give you the Webster's definition of peace right now. Ooh, go for it. And the definition is considered to be a noun, and it means freedom from disturbance or or tranquility, or a state or period in which there is no war or a war has ended. Oh. That's the that's the dictionary definition of peace, but that is not the biblical definition of peace. No. I think it goes deeper than that. I think it goes way deeper than that. Because I think and I know that we can have peace at any time, anywhere, no matter what's going on around us. That's the kind of peace God offers us. And I want to start with the the, the verse that mm-hmm. really uh Starts it off for me. Philippians 4. Yes, Philippians 4, 7, but I will do 4, 6, and 7. Yes, please do them both. Yes. Because one of the things we have to understand as a biblical look at peace is that we have to take it into context. Mm -hmm. Because it's easy to use peace in the definitions that the the, uh, dictionary did, but it's not as easy to understand the kind of peace we're talking about biblically. Yes, and I also, before I read Philippians 4, 6, and 7, do want to mention... That the thing about God's peace, there is nothing or no one that can offer peace like God can. Mm -hmm. The world will say they can give you peace and they'll give you, there's some littlebuddha.com or whatever gives you 50 things you can do to achieve peace. Mm -hmm. But this is not lasting peace. But this God's peace can be lasting. All right. So Philippians 4, 6, and 7 from the New American Standard Version says... Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, shall guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I love that. That was my first one I looked up because that's also one of the points. I won't tell you how many points that Jane came up with from the Bible about God's peace. Because just in case that we go too long, but the number one is that the peace of God cannot be understood with our minds. We can't figure out how He gives it. It's in the best possible way. Well, yeah, and I think that's where a lot of people get off, and the world gets gets off kilter on this this uh, passage. I think a lot of Christians even take it the wrong way. Like how we we have a tendency when we think about personal peace as it being an emotion. And I think that's what your little Buddha.com, things oh. like that, they're talking about it being emotion. You'll feel peaceful. You mm. will feel serene. You will mm. feel tranquil. That's not necessarily true. Because if that was the case, if we look through the Bible, if that was the case, Jesus what is called the Prince of Peace. Mm-hmm. Would he not have been peaceful his whole life? Mm, would he not have been tranquil but we know in the garden of gethsemane he was sweating bloods of uh, tears of uh, blood was coming out of his pores because he was he was so anxious about what was going to happen so the peace that the bible is talking about is not that emotion of peace because a lot of times um you know we look at that passage in philippians and we think you know do not be anxious about anything just pray how many times have you prayed and still are anxious afterwards Sometimes that happens, and that's not a—it's not necessarily a failing on your part. It's just the the fact that things weigh on you a little bit. Uh, Paul talks about being anxious, um, and, so, and well, with all the with all the things that were happening in his life, you know, um, 
when Paul was talking in Second uh, Corinthians eleven twenty eight, he talks about and apart from other things, there is a daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. So, anxiety is not necessarily a lack of peace. If we think of peace as an as an emotional thing, I think we're looking at it the wrong way. There's more to it than that, and that. That peace that passes understanding is what's more to it, because someone who is not a believer in in Christ can be peaceful. True. But it's a momentary peace. True. You know what? That's the difference, because it's an emotional peace, and our emotions go up, down, and sideways, and that's Mm -hmm. just part of the human condition. But the peace that passes all understanding is more than that. You know what I think it is? And mm. this isn't even in my little list I have. Mm. Actually, it's a big list. I think peace is a place, in a sense. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, I know I'm it seems a little I'm weird. To it. But think of it as a place where you are grounded. You're grounded in God's peace. And I, I think that, so like if something's bothering me, and I go to God in prayer, and he gives me a sense of peace about it, it doesn't mean it's all worked out. But i it's like I gave it to God in his hands, and he gave me peace within. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's not an emotion so much, but it's a lack of turmoil within. That's how I think of it. You don't okay. think of that? Okay, well, well let's keep a, going. I've got another go ahead. definition here, and this is from theblazingcenter.com, which I, which I found to be a really good mm-hmm. Um, site on this and it talk it says the peace that passes understanding is a strong resolute faith and confidence that no matter what circumstances you encounter god is faithful god is good god will keep you god will provide for you and god will bless you it's a faith that looks past the circumstances to the god who works all things for your good and his glory mm-hmm. it is a belief a conviction right to your bones that god's got this mm-hmm that's the piece that passes on, that goes beyond understanding for most people because it is faith. That conviction is a faith conviction. Mm-hmm. It's a it's believing in things unseen. Mm-hmm. And if people do not have faith, then they cannot have this piece that passes understanding right. because it's based on faith. All they all, all they all they have to base it on then is themselves, which will always fail. We know that every human knows that that we'll never be able to do everything. Mm-hmm. Or luck or fate, yeah. which how fickle is that? Right. And if we take all those things out of the equation, there's nothing left, mm-hmm. unless you have the faith that passes all and no, the, 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 the faith to believe that God is good and God will take care of you and God has got this no matter what. That's what gives you peace. Yeah. One of the really neat um, conclusions here they they had I thought was kind of interesting. Um, it was talking about someone who is who has cancer. Mm-hmm. Okay, if someone has cancer and they go into remission and they they thank God for that remission, that's a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. But if someone has cancer and um, it goes the other way, knows that they're dying and they're in pain, and this is from uh, this is from uh, GotQuestions.org. It says. Um, a cancer patient who is dying in a pain may calmly say, everything is all right. I claim Romans 28, and I have peace in my heart. Mm-hmm. Romans 28 says, and we know that 
for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. That's Romans 8.28. Romans 8.28. Mm-hmm. That's the peace that passes all understanding. Mm-hmm. The peace when everything, in, when the world looks at it and says everything should be wrong, mm-hmm. you still say, but God's got this and he's going to mm-hmm. work it for his own good. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I will rest on that. Mm-hmm. See, you're resting on a place of peace, uh, of faith. I'm leaning on on that rock, yep. that con- that conviction, that rock, that uh, that that solid foundation of faith. Mm-hmm. And if that found if that foundation of faith is there, then I can have peace. Mm-hmm. Well, my second thing that I found out about peace that goes with this, and it goes back to that first verse, that the peace of God, His peace, will guard our hearts and minds. And it says, shall guard your hearts and minds mm-hmm. in Christ Jesus. So this world especially, our world is chaotic. There's so many things going on. We have the COVID-19. Now it sounds like it's getting worse in a lot of places. And and then economy and uncertainty of are we going to have school in the fall? I mean, there's so many uncertainties. It seems more than ever. But if we have his peace, that will guard our hearts and minds from the uncertainty. We know it's still uncertain, but we also know, like you said, God has got this. So the peace is a kind of protection for for us, mm-hmm. don't you think? I think so. I think it's I think it's a protection. I think it's it's also got to be such a commitment in your life, and and that's hard. Maybe hard for new Christians, especially, to let go and let God to just mm-hmm. release that. Um, Isaiah 9 6 is where it mentions Prince of Peace. Oh, yes. Well, that is on my list. And Isaiah 9 6 says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Mm-hmm. So we look at those things, and that is a list of names for it, for mm-hmm. him in all those ways. But I think we also have to understand that. Um, as such, as the wonderful counselor and the mighty God and the everlasting Father. Mm-hmm. And then it says Prince of Peace. Mm-hmm. So everything's on his shoulders. He's a wonderful counselor. He's a wonderful uh, friend. And he is mighty and everlasting. And that's what peace is. Mm-hmm. Mighty and everlasting. That rock that doesn't change no matter the circumstances. One thing's going to stay the same. Mm-hmm. That's that, what our peace has to be. And that is God. That is the one thing that sees us in. Well, another thing, another uh, uh, description of God's peace is mm-hmm. a river. It never, God's peace never has to end in our lives. It's alive. Isaiah 66, 12a calls, God says this, Behold, I extend peace to her like a river. So it's like God's peace is alive. It's flowing. And it's not like it's not... It's not static as in finite. It's infinite. Mm-hmm. And so we will never have too big of a situation where we don't, we can't get enough peace. There, God's peace is way bigger than anything, anything that can happen to us on this earth or any of our children or spouses or anyone we love. And the reason for that, I think, falls into the verse prior to what you read. Oh, well, you wrote it. Philippians four. You read Philippians four six through seven. Yes. It says, "Do not be anxious." Mm-hmm. Philippians four five says, "Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand." Mm. In other words, God is right here, right now, all the time. The mm. Lord is at hand. If the Lord is at hand, 
and we got nothing to worry about. Mm-hmm. So if we if we let our reasonableness be known to everyone, our conviction, our, our strength, our faith, and we we proclaim that because we know that the Lord is at hand, mm-hmm. then it's easier to let go of our anxiety. Then it's easier to let go of that and to, and to live within that realm of the peace that passes understanding. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to live in that moment, mm-hmm. not emotionally, but intellectually and spiritually and physically. We should live in that moment that God is at hand. Mm-hmm. And I have a... We can choose to let it be in charge. We have to choose, though, mm-hmm. because, okay... It, That's like faith. Faith is a choice. Yes. Yeah, Colossians 3.15 says, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. So we can... But in order to allow God or Christ's peace to rule within us, we have to surrender our desire for control. Mm-hmm. We can't... We can't live in God's peace and still try to be in control of our world. Because, first of all, we can't control our world, so we'll just add stress, 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 stress. But if we let surrender to God, knowing He is in charge, we are letting the peace of Christ rule in us. And that is, people can feel that. People can feel that you are in, you are resting in God's peace, and that peace is evident to anyone that comes near you. You know, they can sense it. They might not know what it is, but they can sense there's a difference there, that you're not all hectic and stressed out like most everyone else they meet, that there is that sense of peace. Yeah, and that that's interesting that you would say that, that it's evident and it flows out of you because... Like um, a river, yeah. Yes, and I, I, I went, in researching this, I found a website called the Fellowship of Israel Related Ministries, FIRM, firm.org. Mm-hmm. And they talk about the meaning of the word shalom. Oh, shalom. And shalom is a, is a traditional greeting in Israel. And people think it just means peace. Mm-hmm. But of course, the translation into English of any foreign language is always corrupted. We never get the full meaning of it because we take, we take a word that has multiple meanings and depth in its meaning and turn it into one word for us. <clears throat> direct translation, we try and do word, word. Mm-hmm. And that, that doesn't, doesn't work. work. There's right. a lot more to it than that. In Hebrew, sh- shalom is taken from the root word shalom, which means to be safe in mind, body, or estate. It speaks of completeness, fullness, or a type of wholeness that mm-hmm. encourages you to give back, to generously repay something in some way. That's so what we live in. It, we're supposed to live in that in that sense of completeness, that God has completed us. And it should overflow out of you. It should mm-hmm. be beyond that. This, I want to read a verse, Philippians 4, 9. The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace shall be with you. So it is guaranteed from God. It is a guarantee. Plus, it's a gift. Because uh, here, this is John fourteen twenty seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus is talking to his disciples and to us, whoever accepts it. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. So Jesus says, I give it to you. So we just have to accept it. And we can't earn it or cause it to happen. We have to rest in God and let that peace flow into us. 
there's an interesting uh, reference here to the Old Testament as well. And it's known as the Aaronic Blessing. The Aaron. blessing, The Blessing of Aaron. Okay. The Aaronic Blessing. Okay. It's in number 6, 23 through 26. It says, Speak to Aaron and his son, saying, Thus you shall bless the sons of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. Again, we're talking about bless you, keep you, shine his face upon you, be gracious, lift up his face to you, and give you peace. The interesting thing about this contextually Mm -hmm. is if we look into numbers where this was happening, they're about to go to war. Mm. They're about to take over the promised land. They're supposed to be going in and and invading, and they, they know that's a that's a war coming. And he says, "Bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you, and give you peace." Mm. So the peace he's talking about is not a, an absence peace. of of conflict or anything like that. It's an inner peace. It's a it's a it's that conviction again that. It, God's with you, so there shouldn't be anything against you. Mm-hmm. Well, I also, it's a its a barometer in the sense that if I don't have, if I'm not, if I can tell I'm like a little bit in turmoil inside and I'm not centered on God, I know that I need to, something needs to be dealt with. I mean, I, it, maybe it's a sin that I committed or maybe I'm fearful or worried mm-hmm. or Who knows what it is, but I mean, there's all sorts of things that will get me off balance. And and it's like God is saying, okay, Jane, let's talk about this and get centered again. So it's, it's like a, it's not so much that it's gone, but it's like something's jarring it. So that's a indication that I need to let God speak to me and deal and get something taken care of, Mm -hmm. which I think is incredible. It means right there in your insides. And that's why Philippians six talks about. You know, pray about it. Mm-hmm. Right. If you're feeling that lack, go back to go back to the source. Mm-hmm. Go back to the beginning. Release it to Him, and He'll take care of it. Mm-hmm. Um, God is God is good in that way that He will always be there for us to talk to. And when we know that the Lord is near, that will bring us that peace. Mm-hmm. I do want to say that we we should be aware, and probably you are aware. I know you are aware, but Colossians one twenty. the reason why this peace is possible is because of the sacrifice Jesus did for us, mm-hmm. dying on the cross and being resurrected, conquering sin and death. Colossians one twenty says, And through him, Jesus, through him to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace through the blood of his cross, through him I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven... Well, that was like a half thing. But anyway, it, above that is one of my favorite verses mm-hmm. in 17. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Right. So all things hold together. And actually. that is that is the, our concept in our, in our faith and in our belief that through the blood of Christ, we have been reunited with God mm-hmm. on a one-to-one, child-of-God, personal basis. Mm-hmm. And that's where, um, I talk about this in my sermons a lot, that's where that personal relationship is so important. And you're going to find that peace through a personal relationship. You don't find it through anything else. You can't find it through religion. You can't find it through church. You find that peace through a personal relationship. Because on a day-to-day basis, we may not be in a church. We may not be surrounded by religious people. We may not be in contact with someone who can, who is a religious leader. Right. But 
day to day we can have a relationship with Jesus Christ and through that we are reunited with the Father and that is where the peace comes from. Yeah, and why that wouldn't you want that peace? reunification with the Father. It's so much better than living in stress. Oh, I am so grateful that we live in a day and an age after yeah, the resurrection yeah. of Jesus. I look at the Old Testament and the constant sacrifices and the rules and the and the uh, go to the priest for everything and you know you had to you had to sacrifice this animal for this and this animal for this and on this day you had to do this uh. and on this day you had to do this. There, I don't find peace in that. Oh no, that's... I don't find peace in that. What I find peace in is the fact that I can go to God every day, and I look at um, like the Psalms, so many of David's Psalms. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading through the Psalms again right now. So many of David's Psalms, he's going to the Lord in abject misery. You know, protect me. How long do I have to wait? You know, my enemies are are, are all over me. And in the end, in all of those ones where he goes to him with a with a supplication saying, I am put upon right now, he almost always ends with, praise. and yet I will praise thee. Yes. I will come back to you. And so he knows that I can turn this over to God. And in the end, you've got this, not me. And I think that's why um, the Bible says that David was a man after God's own mm-hmm. heart. It's because David... Went to himself God. had that personal relationship. Yes. He's an example of a personal relationship with God mm-hmm. um, for all of us. Even though it was Old Testament, David personally had a relationship oh, with God. I, and I will say something about David. The, night, the I guess the wonderful thing maybe, but he did. God called him a, a man after my own heart, mm-hmm. but David was very flawed. He made mm-hmm. some huge sin, sins and mistakes, and I don't think he was a good father. Cause, but... But God still calls him a man after my own heart. Mm -hmm. God doesn't... God wants us in relationship with him. He doesn't expect us to be these perfect humans. We're just supposed to be honest with him and just just be be with him. And I have a verse, uh, Ephesians 2.14 says, For he himself is our peace, who made both groups into one and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. Jesus breaks down all those walls between us and him and between us and other people if we let him and i wonder there was something else in my mind but well I can't remember one what of those was. things that you just brought up is that you know god doesn't ask us to be perfect god knows our flaws mm-hmm. he knows all the flaws that we have as human beings there is no flaw that you could have inside of you that god doesn't know about hasn't hasn't seen hasn't he knows these things ahead of time, and he still loves you enough to say, come to me and I will give you peace. Mm-hmm. God doesn't wait for us to be perfect. He doesn't wait for us to fix things. He doesn't, he doesn't want us to worry about those things. Just come to me, mm-hmm. and I'll set the rest of it straight. Oh, I know. And the I, way yeah. he set it straight was through the blood of Jesus Christ and through the forgiveness of our sins so that everything in the rearview mirror can stay in the rearview mirror, and we can get past those things. And there is no one beyond the grace of God. Therefore, there is no one beyond the peace of God. Mm-hmm. And all that comes from just believing in Him. If you surrender your life to God, you will find this peace. I want to give two tips. Okay. Okay, if someone's listening to this and they really have not experienced God's peace, and first, you need to just really talk to Jesus and say, I want a personal relationship with you. 
I want you part of my life. There's no really magic words. You can say it any way you want. Just be honest with them and say, mm-hmm. come into my life. But um, my first two tips, my t- two tips about trying to, to getting in that peace is that one, uh, praise God. Just say thank you, God, because God calls, tells us to, to praise him, not because he needs our praise, but because when we praise him, our eyes get lifted up to him. And our perspective starts to change. We get our eyes on him rather than our circumstances or our failings. And the second thing is, I don't remember. (laughs) All right. Well, let me add a little bit to that then. I think. Oh, be honest. Okay. Okay, That is, you know, like. Just share your heart with God. Just be honest. Don't hide anything. You can't hide anyway. And then just say, "Please give me your peace," and He'll just wash over you. And okay. I think that is. I think that's the key. And I think when we accept Christ, there's there's a few things you need to be doing. And this is just according to, you know, me. This is what I look at. Is the first thing you have to do is understand who you are in relationship to God. And we have to be honest about that. We have mm-hmm. to understand that we. One, we are sinners. Sinners saved by grace, but we are all sinners. Number two, we can't do this alone. Mm -hmm. We can't handle this alone. There's nothing I can do to fix this. I am beyond uh, repair in and of myself. Secondly, we have to, first we acknowledge who we are. Secondly, we have to acknowledge who God is. We have to acknowledge that he is the creator of the universe and he is all-powerful and he is a righteous judge and and in all righteousness he should judge us and condemn us all. And then the third thing is we recognize that God loves us enough that he sent his son and his son gives us the free gift of salvation. Mm-hmm. Through, his, through his death and resurrection he gives us the free gift of salvation. So when we recognize who we are, who God is, and who Jesus is and we accept that, and we go to God and we say, I can't do this. God will say, good, I can. Mm. If you let it go, I'll take it. Mm. If you don't let it go, I can't. God, in his love, gives us that choice. He gives us free will. I want to go to one other little thing on peace here. Oh, my goodness. I thought we were done. No, we got a little, just a little okay. bit more. And this Excited. is from Matthew 5, 9. And Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. What is a peacemaker? Oh, that's a tough job. And this, this again, I want to go back. This is I'm going back to the to the the true meaning of shalom here. Mm-hmm. And Jesus isn't referring to uh, some sort of mediator or a political negotiator mm-hmm. or anything like that or anything any of those things that we would think of as a peacemaker. What he's talking about is going back to this concept of shalom, and if you are full of peace. You are so full of God's peace, it will overflow and it will affect those around you. And when that happens, then you are a peacemaker because people will see in you Jesus and come to you and say, where did you get that? Hmm. Then you're a peacemaker because you share it. You pass it along. So in, in the it says in the biblical Hebrew understanding of shalom, there's a point at which you have so much shalom, it spills out of you. And is repaid or rendered to others. Mm, and so, water. as you make others peaceful and inwardly complete, then you make, that makes you the peacemaker. Mm. That's what Jesus, as the Prince of Peace, gives it to us, and we are meant to overflow with that peace. 
so that it affects those around us. That's good. You know, there was an old saying when we were in the military. In a time of absolute chaos and conflict, people are screaming and running everywhere. Find the one person that's calm. Mm. In the Mm -hmm. midst of the chaos, find that one person that's calm. Because that person has it figured out, knows what they're going to do, and they're convicted on on where they're going to go. You want to be with that person, not with the Mm -hmm. one screaming and running around. Jesus is that person. Mm. So in the midst of the chaos and the screaming and all those kind of things, go stand with the one that's calm in the middle of it. Because he has what you need and what you want. Mm. Which is conviction and courage and strength and faith. And all, all of that comes from God and nowhere else. Nowhere else will you ever find that. Only in God. And one more thing. Yes. Because that was a good thing. But I want to say one more thing. Okay, of course you do. Um, Maybe someone needs to hear this. When you go to God and surrender to him, you become who you truly were meant to be created to be so you'll become like shannon is becoming more and more shannon jane i'm becoming more and more me the more i live with jesus and he does it he gives us freedom freedom to 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 be and um i know that's not what the world says that jesus does but he does so you know biblically it says that we were created to glorify god and if we go into Genesis, we see that we were created to walk in the garden with him. We, we were created mm-hmm. we, we were created for relationship. Right. We were created for relationship. So as we return to relationship with God, we return to what we were initially intended to be. And on this side of heaven, without Jesus coming back, we'll never get the complete uh, effect of that because we will not be walking with God physically. Uh, we will be walking with God spiritually. But... In heaven, when we get reunited physically, then we will have that that relationship back. And right now, if you are living in a place where you are not in peace, if you're living in a place of conflict, if you're living in chaos, if you're living in a situation where you don't know what the next breath is going to bring, let alone what the rest of your life is going to bring, I'd encourage you just to stop and go to God with it. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. that is as close as you can come to being what God really wanted us to be in the first place. Mm-hmm. Go back to that relationship and everything else will pass away. And that strength and that confidence comes from knowing that God is good and that no matter what happens in our lives, he's waiting for us on the other side. So an eternity with God is what's going to happen in the end. Mm-hmm. That is a rock you can stand on. Good ending. Thanks for listening. God bless. Tell your friends. Bye.